This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs on Sports Radio 810 WHB. What I've done is help athletes be the best they can be. We work on giving you that winning edge, that mental edge that will help you realize your potential. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for over 30 years as a sports psychologist. This is the first time I've ever listened to it. I'm on my way to church and I said, I got to pull over and talk. Right now is your chance to call Dr. Jacobs for free help with any sports-related problem. It's a wonderful form, and I, I must be a radio for me every time I, I'm in Kansas City. And this show is about you. It's about having fun, working hard, building self-confidence, having the right attitude, being a good teammate, being a good parent, and being a good cook. Now, here's the sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to our show here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. As you know, I'm here every Sunday from 7 8 a.m. And we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. I've been doing this show here at Sports Radio 810 WHB now for 16 years. I've been on the radio in Kansas City for 26 years and really enjoy doing this show with you each and every Sunday morning. And the show is about mindsets about sportsmanship about attitudes about confidence about how do you deal with success and failure how do you get prepared to play where's your mindset at and each and every week we get into conversations with you here on the on the phone and uh, I enjoy taking your calls and helping you out as we talk about different issues and you know as we look in the world of sports there's so many different things that go on about success and failure winning losing and Right now you've got the NBA playoffs winding down towards the conference semifinals. And, excuse me, the, the conference semifinals are winding down to the conference finals. And if you sit and think about what's going on, you've got Golden State and Cleveland about to wrap up their series. And it'll be a repeat of last year's NBA championship. Both teams are ahead three to nothing. Both teams who are losing, the Celtics and the Spurs, have their star players out, and they won't be back. Isaiah Thomas, Kwame Leonard out, who will not be playing the rest of the series. And obviously that hurts, and that's a problem. So when you look at competitiveness and when you look at trying to go out and win, you have to deal with so many different factors that come into play. There are are the whole there's the whole issue of mental preparation there's a whole issue of dealing with what happens when things aren't going your way how do you handle positivity negativity what do you do when you fall behind and we've talked about this for years on this show I've been doing this show as I said for a long time and been on the radio for 26 years here in Kansas City and you know as 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 I've done all these different shows over the years these are, these are all types of topics we've gotten into. So today I thought, you know, we could sort of, in a sense, summarize this, these two things. And I'd, I'd like to talk about how do you coach success and how do you coach failure a, as a coach? How do you teach your team to handle success? How do you teach your team to handle failure? And, you know, this is a, this is a big issue because, look, failure is part of life. We all have situations that occur where things don't go our way. And it's hard to deal with that sometimes. I'm dealing with that in my life right now with something that's going on with me. So, you know, when things don't go right, it's frustrating. So you have to come up with a game plan, a mindset, an attitude to handle that. When you succeed, you have to have the right mindset to deal with that as well because it isn't easy. 
Sometimes success gets to people's heads. Sometimes they start to get big egos. Sometimes they start to get full of themselves. And what happens when that happens? Well, then you start to think you're better than you are. You start to take it for granted that you're going to win. And you just assume things are going to go your way. So learning to deal with these things is an issue. I think that coaches need to learn to teach their athletes. And and obviously the whole issue of how to deal with failure. It, it It's amazing in my office. I have all these young people that come in who tell me they're perfectionists. And they all talk to me about the fact that, you know, it's got to be right and it's got to be right all the time. I can't mess up. If I mess up, you know, then people are going to get angry at me. I'm going to let my coaches down. I'm going to let my teammates down. I'm going to let my parents down, let my friends down. I, I've got to do it right all the time. Everybody's expecting me to do it right. And nobody gets it right all the time because nobody's perfect. But it's incredible to me how many people I talk to in my office and as well as outside of my office and conversations I'll have with people that, that fr are frustrated with that and are dealing with that on a regular basis. So I'd like to get into this whole topic today about coaching, coaching success, coaching failure, how you teach kids to handle each one. You know, in our book, Just Let Them Play, that we uh, mentioned in Jeff Montgomery's promo at the beginning of the show, our third chapter is called Embracing Failure Can Lead to Fun. And in sports, it's inevitable that you will fail. And I think it's important for co coaches, especially young coaches, to teach their athletes when things don't go their way. How am, I how am I going to handle this psychologically, emotionally? How will I get through this when, you know, the game isn't going the way I wanted, when it isn't going the way I expected? And I think that's an important concept if you're a coach. You know, we talk about the importance of coaching, and, and I get so many people who say, Doc, you know, you need to talk to this group. You need to talk to that group. They don't get it. They, they're not They're not handling this well. And the fact is, in, in the world of athletics, things are not always going to go your way. Look at the Royals. You know, obviously they're having a struggling season. I think they're still, the, they still have the worst record or, or tied for the worst record in the American League. Uh, they had a, had a few games there last week where <clears throat> they won and everybody's getting their hopes up again and now they, they've lost a, a couple games again. You know, they've lost, what, three or four now between the Yankees and the Twins. And I know a lot of people are very frustrated and disappointed. Alex Gordon obviously is not hitting well at all. Brandon Moss is not hitting well. And they signed him to be the designated hitter. And a lot of people have talked about that. So there's a lot of frustration <clears throat> when your team doesn't go play the way you want and, and they lose. And so, so what I'd like to get into today is as a coach, okay, how do you teach success and failure? How do you teach winning and losing? As an athlete, I want to know how you handle things when you're succeeding. Have you found that when things go well, it starts to get to your head a little bit, you start to get full of yourself, your teammates get full of themselves, and they start to think they're better than they are? All right, I'd like to open up our phone lines and get some conversations going. As always, our number here is 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. You know, I've been in practice for 36 years now, doing this show for on the radio for 26 years and this is a topic that that I'll probably never stop talking about as long as I work because I think the the understanding of failing in sports is something that so many of us have to learn how to handle and deal and I think we need to teach young people how to deal with that how to respond to that how to react to that so I'd like to find out if you're a coach and you have had your team not play well for whatever reason how have you taught your athletes to overcome that? How have you taught your athletes to respond to that, especially when the game doesn't go their way? 
So again, our number is 913-3810-810. If you are an athlete and things aren't going your way in your game, you, the season isn't going the way you want, how do you come back from that? What's the best way for you to handle that emotionally, psychologically, physically, nutritionally? I mean, what do you do? How do you respond when things don't go your way? You know, the seasons start, you have expectations, you hope to play well, you hope to win certain games. It doesn't go the way you want. You've got to find a way to overcome that. And it, it, it starts, you know, I always like to say you can have two athletes who are physically the same, but the one with the stronger minds, the one is going to come out on top. And I think athletes who have the strongest minds, quite frankly, are the ones who've learned how to deal with this, who've learned how to handle this, and have learned how to respond to it. So let's get some calls in here. Once again, our number is 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. I thought this would be a good topic to get into today because, let's face it, we've got all kinds of young athletes out there playing right now. They've got their games going on. They've got their competitions going on. And this is a topic that a lot of people are going to have to handle because I don't care what sport you play. I don't care what level you're at. You're going to fail. And if you don't know how to deal with that, and I think that's where the coaches come in especially, I think if you don't know how to handle that, it's going to be a problem. Once again, 913 Three eight ten eight ten is our number. Let's go to the uh, phones. We have our first call this morning. Brian, hi, I'm Dr. Jacobs. How are you? I'm good. How are you, sir? I'm going well. Thanks for okay, calling. Okay, I'm, I'm going to come at this at, uh, at a different perspective. Uh, I'm actually headed to umpire softball. I've been umpiring for like 30 years, but I'm headed to a tournament. And I said, from an umpire's point of view, uh, when you see things and you see like. Uh, I guess nuances of the game, like things that coaches do, like if they're ahead, you know, they're going to maybe take a defensive time timeout or something or go visit their pitcher or something like that. And, you know, what I see as an umpire is it all stems, it comes from the parents. When parents start seeing things like that and they get upset, it just kind of runs downhill. And I think a lot of it, I mean, I guarantee about 80 to 90% of it, comes from the parents if you got parents that are just there to watch the game and enjoy it everything's fine but if you've got parents that are very competitive which i was at one time one of those parents then things change and every little thing that another coach does when you're winning or losing affects how your players react i think a lot of times it comes the players react from the way the parents are acting Okay, what you know, I'd like to expand our conversation on this. When you say it's about the parents, you're talking about coaches, and now you're talking about the how it's a response to the parents. So, what do you mean by that? Okay, so uh, here recently, I was doing a game, and this team was up, and of course, the the clock is running down. I mean, you have uh, you know hour thirty or seventy one, whichever uh, time limit you're doing, and so as a good coach knowing his time management and his skills or whatever, he goes and he calls timeout. Well, the first thing you start hearing, uh, and they start getting on me because it's like, well, why can't you do something about that? Well, first off, that's part of the game. I mean, for him to go out there and call timeout, that's, he has every right to do that. He's just being a coach. But see, when the parents don't understand or they get, you know, they don't understand, like, the rules of the game, then – it's almost like they want to jump on the umpires and they want to say, well, 
you know, that's not fair, this and that. Well, that it's all part of the game, and that's what I'm saying. It reflects on the kids then because the parents, they're all back there. And, and yes, I'm not saying it happens all the time, but parents, when they start acting out, a lot of times the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And when your kids start acting like that, it's more likely because they see it from the parents. And when the parents do it, they say, well, if they can do it, I can do it. So are you and saying, or Brian, are you saying then that, that parents are not dealing well with winning and losing success and failure, and that trickles down towards the athletes? Exactly, exactly. Okay, as, as an umpire then, and I want to commend you for umpiring because, you know, a lot of people question why would anybody want to be an official or an umpire. You don't get credit. All you do is get ridicule. You right. Know? Yeah, I mean, you're not, you rarely are you thanked for, hey, good job. You're usually ridiculed when you do something poorly. So as as an umpire, then, what do you think the biggest pressures are for young kids today when they're playing as far as dealing with success and failure? Uh, I would say, you know, like you say, uh, you're not going to win all your games and you're not going to lose all your games. Uh, the idea of, of it, and depending on what aspect and how serious you are about it, you come to the game knowing that if I give my 100% and I still lose, I'm fine with that. As a coach... When I was coaching my son, I didn't mind if we lost. I didn't like it, but if we came out there and gave 100% and the kids did what they were supposed to do and were in position, I don't have a problem with that. If you play hard and you lose, there's nothing wrong with that. You can't, you can't be down on yourself because, trust me, not every team is going to win and not every team is going to lose. So it, it's putting it in perspective and understanding that, Things are going to happen. It, it is going to happen. You are going to lose. You're going to win some. You're going to lose some. But it's it's knowing. I don't. It's kind of hard for me to put in words. But it's just understanding that uh, as a coach and looking at it from a coach. When I was coaching, you know, hey, you go out there, you give me a hundred hundred percent. I can't be. And we lose. I can't be mad at you. I, I honestly can't. It's it. I can't. But you know, if you go out there and you, you know you're jacking around and you're not paying attention and you're doing this and that. Well, yeah, that, that's going to get on me a little bit because I know you weren't trying your hardest. If you go out there and try your hardest and we lose, I could, I could care less because I know every one of my players gave their effort and did their all. And as long as you do that, to me, I'm fine with that. Now, different coaches may look at it different. They may say, well, you're playing on a competitive team. You should be giving your all, you know. But there's going to be times where players just – they just don't do that. I mean, it's not – that's not feasible. I mean – even the greatest of all players have days where they just go out there and they're not, they just don't Well, but that's, do but it. see, Brian, that's the whole thing. We're, we're all human. We all make mistakes. We all screw up. And that, and right. that's, that's the key thing. Listen, sir, I want to thank you for calling in today. I appreciate your comments and good luck umpiring today. I hope you get a couple of thanks for some of the calls you make. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. A great call there. And that frees up our lines here at 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every Sunday from 7, 8 a.m. I want to find out from you as a coach, how do you teach your athletes the difference between succeeding and failing? What is the difference that comes up when you're trying to teach them how to handle that? And, you know, I, I've always talked, as I said, for years on this show, I've talked about how we learn from failure. We learn from mistakes. We learn from screwing up because it's going to happen. And I have so many young people that I'm consulting with today, I'm talking with today, who who They've, they, they'll tell me, Doc, I've got to get it right all the time. I can't mess up because I'm going to let people down. I'm going to let my coaches down. I'm going to let my teammates down. 
and my parents are going to get upset at me if I screw up. And so I think teaching how to deal with failing and negativity is an essential component of how we how we do well. I want to get some calls, and we're going to go to a break here in a second. I want to get some calls in, see what you think. As a coach, how do you teach your athletes? What do you teach your athletes when they've lost a game, when they failed, when they've screwed up, when they've struck out or you know missed a shot or or triple bogeyed a hole? How do you handle that? What do you do? What do you tell them? And how do you get them to learn from that? Because to me, that's that's the, the, the greatest lesson sports can apply because it's going to happen inevitably. You know, I have a, a sign in my office when you walk in, it's on the window straight ahead of you, Babe struck out 1,330 times. I have that right in your line of sight when you walk in, and there's a reason that's there because I want people to understand that, it, you know, it's it's going to happen. Do you want it to happen? No. Do you want to screw up? No. Will it happen? Yes. So our number here is 913-3810-810. I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach. I'd like to hear from you if you're an athlete. I'd like to hear from you if you're a parent. Get your thoughts and comments. How do you teach and coach success and failure? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and we're in the leader in sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Good morning, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and this is the Sports Psychology Hour here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. As you know, I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. And our topic this morning, which I thought would be a good one to get into, is how do you coach success and how do you coach failure? How do you handle it? You know, we've got the NBA playoffs going on and the conference semifinals, and it looks like Cleveland's about to shut out Boston. They're up three to nothing, and Golden State's about to Wipe out San Antonio. They're ahead three to nothing. Both teams, losing teams, have lost their best players. They're out for the rest of the series. So more than likely, if things keep going the way they are, both Golden State and Cleveland will have a rematch from last year's NBA championship. Excuse me, Cleveland's up two to nothing. And uh, game, that's right, game three is coming up tonight. Sorry about that, but but it looks like Cleveland and Golden State will probably be back in the finals. Of course, you never know. That's why you play the game. But when you have these situations when things don't go your way in a game, when a call goes against you, when a something gets screwed up in, in the competition, I want to know as a coach, how do you help your athletes get through that? You know, when things don't go well, people hang their heads, they get down, they get depressed, they get upset. So what's the best way for you as a coach to help them handle that? All right, we have a wide open phone board. I'd like to get some calls in here at 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. If you are an athlete and you screwed up in your sport, you made a mistake, how do you come back from that? What's the best way to overcome that? Or do you get so upset and down in the dumps about that that it just becomes very difficult to come back from that and you don't? Once again, as I said, 913 913- Three eight ten eight ten is our number. I want to hear from you and how you deal with that. And and I think, to me, this this is the stuff that you teach in practice. These are the the you know not just teaching what's the best way to to get your batting stance set up, or where your feet should be when you're shooting the ball, or how your backswing is going to be, but how do you feel about that? Where's your mindset at with that? Where where's your 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 attitude at with that? And, 
course, that's that's a hard thing to coach. But to me, it becomes the ultimately the most important part because if you can do that, then I think you have a really, really, really good chance of getting some success. So let's get some calls in here. I want to hear from you for a coach. I want to hear from you if you're an athlete. You know, we had Brian called who's an umpire. I mean, yeah, let, you know, let's take let's even take it from that perspective. What if you're an official, an umpire, referee, and you screw up in a game? Okay? You know, you're going to screw up. You're going to make a bad call. You're going to make a mistake. You may call a, a pitch that's a strike, a ball. Uh, you may get yelled at by the coaches or athletes. So what do you, how do you handle that? How do you handle that emotionally as well? All right, our number here is 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. So I'd like to hear from you if you have had to deal with this. And we all, well, everybody has. How did you deal with it? How did you respond to it? How did you come back from it? And if you're a coach, when you have an athlete who you expect is going to play well and doesn't play well, they expect they're going to play well and they don't play well, what do you say to them? How do you help them get through that? That's that's a big part of the coaching. You know, coaches wear many hats during a competition. They're a mentor. They're a guide. They're a director. They're a disciplinarian. Uh, they're, they're, they're a teacher. And I think one of the one of the roles a coach has to play is a psychologist. You have to be able to understand and figure out the mindsets of all your kids or all the young people who are playing for you. And sometimes that's not easy because some athletes don't let you know where they're at. Some athletes don't really share how they're feeling, and it can be pretty frustrating. So as a coach, what's what do you think the most difficult part of coaching is when it comes to dealing with success and failure? And, you know, if you're Greg Popovich right now with the Spurs, Kwani Leonard's out, how are you going to deal with that, with them being down three to nothing? If, you, if you're with the Celtics and Isaiah Thomas is out, their point guard, their star of their team is out, how are they going to come back against Cleveland? How, how do you deal with that? Because that's, let's face it, when your star player goes out, that becomes an issue for you as well. So 913-3810-810 is the number. I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach, if you're an athlete. If you're a sports fan, what's the best way to handle this? What's the best way to deal with this? And I think from a psychological perspective, it's something you have to, as I said, you have to, to be able to do. Because if you, if you don't teach your athletes how to emotionally stay as even-keeled as possible, their emotions are going to, you know, let's face it, when you're doing well, that's great. But when you're doing poorly... It can, it, it's like the plate. You know, research has found that it takes 12 positive statements to overcome one negative. So if you're, in a, you know, the average person, you have to say, I can do it, 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 I can do it. 12 times to overcome that one, I can't do it. So it's a difficult thing to do. And it's a frustrating thing to do. Because nobody likes to screw up. Nobody likes to fail. Nobody, no, very few of us expect to go into a competition expecting to fail. So it's a hard thing to overcome. It's a hard thing to, to learn from. So I'd like to hear from you at 913-3810-810. Let's get some calls in here. I want to get some conversation going about this. I think it's an important topic that we can all learn from. I mean, what about the Royals right now? What's their record, Josh? 17-23, and 23, I think, something like that. I think it's 17 and 23. They've they've lost, you know, four of their last five games. They were 10 games under five. Seventh, they're 17 and 24. 
All right, there's seven games under 500. They did not have expectations that the season was going to go this way. Let's face it, the starting pitching, for, for the most part, has been really good. They've had some great performances by the starting pitching. The hit, hitting has been not very good overall. Eric Hosmer has come around. He's starting to hit the ball great. Kane and Perez have been doing really well. But they've got they've got issues. And they did not go into this season expecting to be 17-24 and 24, 41 games into the year. But they are. They're not out of it. No one's out of it at this point because they played a fourth of the year. They have three-fourths to go. As I like to say, you can have two athletes who are physically the same, but the one with the stronger minds, the one's going to come out on top. So how are they going to come back from this? How are they going to be able to react to this? That's going to be an important component that, you know, the players have to take ownership of that. They've got to be out there, and they've got to decide, how am I going to deal with this? If you're Alex Gordon or Brandon Moss right now, neither one's hitting well. Everybody knows that. I mean, look, when you're... I, when I used to be the Royal Psychologist, there was a player once. He was in the uh, cage during batting practice, and he came out of the cage and he grabbed me. He says, Doc, do you know what it's like to be hitting what I am, which is like 220, and his career batting average is about 270? He said, do you know what it's like to be hitting what, what, what I'm hitting? And I said, no, because I've never been, in, uh, never been a Major League Baseball player. He said, because that scoreboard's up there, and they put every stat up there. And I've got to look at every stat during the, when I come up to bat. And I said, let me ask you a question. Why are you looking at the scoreboard when you're coming up? Shouldn't you be looking at the pitcher? And he got this big smile on his face, and he grabbed me. He says, that's why I love you, Doc. He says, you're right. He goes, I'm, I'm not thinking about the right things. I'm not doing the right things. I'm just focusing on the negativity. And I said, well, I get it. I mean, it's hard to not see the scoreboard. It's right there. But your focus needs to be on that pitcher. And that game, he ended up going two for four and hit a home run and a double. And afterwards, he told me, he said, you know, that really made a lot of sense. I've been focusing on what's wrong so much. I'm not focusing on what's right. And I've got to change my attitude around because if not, you know, I'm not going to, I won't be playing Major League Baseball very long. And I think that that's, that's a big learning lesson that any athlete can take because even the best athletes, even the, the most, look, when you make it to the major leagues, you make it to the NFL, the NBA, the MLS, doesn't matter. You know, you, you're a survivor. In essence, you've, you've survived youth sports, you've survived high school sports, you've survived the minor leagues, and you've made it up there. And so you have to have learned how to deal with all these things and not let it emotionally get you down. And I think that's a big part of this. All right, let's get some calls in here. Nobody's called since our first uh, opening segment. Our number is 913-3810-810. If you are a coach, I'd like to find out from you. How do you teach your athletes to overcome failing, screwing up, making mistakes? What do you tell them? How do you get them to get out of that negative mindset? Because let's face it, they're going to be in it. At the same time, if they're doing well, okay, if they're doing well, I want to find out how do you keep them grounded to not get a little bit cocky and arrogant to the point that they start to take it for granted that's going to happen again the next time. Because you've got to have that even emotional keel during a competition. All right, our number here is 913 Three eight ten eight ten. Give me a call and let's talk. We're on the leader in sports, Sports Radio eight ten WHB. Good morning, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and we are on the leader in sports, Sports Radio eight ten WHB. I'm here every Sunday from seven to eight a.m. And we talk on this show about the mental side of sports. Today I brought up a topic that we've only had one caller on so far, so I'd like to get some more calls in here. 
The topic is how do you coach success and failure to your athletes? How do you deal with success and failure as an athlete? So as a coach, when your team is not playing well, how do you handle that? How do you get them through that? What do you say to them? Their emotions play a key role, and I think it starts with how you handle yourself. You know, I want to talk about the Chiefs for a minute, and I've never worked with the Chiefs. I've worked with a number of players individually over the years, um, actually several. And um, Andy Reid, whom I've never met, I'd love to meet and talk with him, has impressed me with the way he comes across with his demeanor. You know, a lot of people, I, people are always critical of everybody, and it's interesting how some people will be critical of him. But one of the things I, 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 I pick up from him is his emotional level-headedness. It seems like in competitions, he's extremely even-keeled. You know, two years ago, the team started off 1-5, and five, and they came back and made the playoffs, you know, won all those games in a row. And the message he kept giving his team and I've heard this from some, from some players on the team, as well as one of the coaches whom I've met on the team, is that Coach Reed was the same when they were losing or when they were winning. It was, let's just focus on what we're doing. And let's not get down. You know, when they were 1-5, and five, it's like, hey, we have 10 more games to go. Let's just take the next game and work on that. Well, they won that, then they won that, then they won that. You know, they won all the rest of their games. End up 11-5. and five. And I think that's where... It starts with the coaching. It starts with the leadership. It starts with the direction. So I think as a coach, it's really, really important for you to emotionally be as even-keeled as possible and not get caught up with the results as much as the effort. Because what I picked up from these players was he was happy with the, with the players' effort for the most part. Just things weren't going their way. There was a game in there. They got blown out by Cincinnati, I believe. But other than that, most of the games were fairly close. So I think being a coach and being emotionally stable is real, real important for you, and I think it trickles down towards how it affects the athletes on your team. I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach, how do you deal with this? I want to get some calls in here. 913-3810-810 is the number. If your team is losing, how do you get them to get over the hump? What do you need to do as a coach to help them get over the hump? If your team is winning and, and there, there's a lot of success going on, how do you keep them grounded emotionally? Because let's face it, when you start to win and you start to succeed, especially with younger athletes, they start to take it for granted that that's going to happen. And then they start to think, oh, well, we're just going to show up, we'll win. Well, that's, that's just not the way it works. And it can get very, very frustrating as a coach sometimes when your team doesn't do well. I know years ago there was a soccer team. I worked with a professional soccer team, and we went on this big winning streak. And we won, I think, eight or nine games in a row. And we had a game coming up, and the coach said to me, I, I don't think we're going to play well today. I think everybody just thinks because we're going to show up, we're going to win. It was a home game. And, in fact, the assistant coach and I talked about it before the game at length. And, indeed, we, we fell way behind at halftime. The coach had a huge speech and motivated everyone. And the team came back, tied it, and then we ended up losing in overtime. But that was, that was really the last poor half of soccer that the team played all year. And, he, you know, and he emphasized directly to all the players and to the team, you've, you've got to stay focused. You can't take anything for granted. Just because we're winning doesn't mean we're going to keep winning. And if you lose, it doesn't mean you can't overcome that. So the mindset is such an important role here. So let's, let's get some calls. Like I said, we've only had one call. Strange, we've only had one person call in today. Normally we have several calls by now. So I'd like to hear from you. 
You know, I don't like talking to myself this whole show, so let's get some calls in here. 913-3810-810 is our number. If you're a coach, give me a call. How do you teach your athletes to deal with losing failure negativity? At the same time, if they're winning and succeeding, how do you keep them grounded? As an athlete, what do you do to keep yourself in that even-keeled emotional level when you're playing and not get too caught up with all this stuff? And as a parent, what do you say to your kids? Okay, what do you say to your kids when things are not going well? You're in the car driving home, which we always talk about. It's best not to get into stuff in the car. But after the game, maybe when you're home that night and your son or daughter comes to you and is frustrated, what do you say to them to help them overcome their frustrations? 913-3810-810 is the number. Okay, I'd like to find that out from you if you're a parent. What do you do with that? You know, Josh, you played sports growing up. I'm sure you won everything you did, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely not. Okay. My producer, Josh Briscoe, is an excellent producer and a sports extraordinaire. So so when you didn't do well, what did your coaches say to you? I'm I'm trying to think back to my my uh, my junior and senior year of high school football. Um my senior year, we didn't win a single game because uh, we were on a, a small, like, private school team where we ended up having, like, 15 players by the end of the year, which does not field a good football team typically. Um, and and the the coach was was always very much encouraging. He knew our limitations, and he didn't—I don't think he ever felt the need to, to point them out and, and, you know, put that on us. We just sort of had some organizational limitations. Um and it seems like actually a lot of the guys on the team sort of stopped buying into it because they they couldn't they couldn't see the the larger picture of that of you know we're doing what we can here. Um, I had a great time throughout you know every snap I played, um, and I guess it's because I you know there, there there were other things to sort of get value from. It seems like a lot of times both with coaches and and players whenever the Whenever the balance of the importance of winning really gets blown out of proportion, it's because it is everything to to that coach, that player, whatever. Um, that's so, something that so, I saw. So what you're saying, what you're saying is, the fact that you guys were losing all the time did not get you down because you wanted to go out there and play. And even though I'm sure you wanted to win, it didn't bum you out to the point that you fell apart emotionally because you were losing. Right, yeah. I mean, there were a couple of games whenever, like, we should have we should have pulled through against another team that was uh, really small or something. But yeah, it, it always it was still constantly a good process and a good time, and I was you know getting to play a game. Um, so I would say, you know, by the end of it, the the guys who had stuck around through the long haul, I think most of the guys have that same mentality. All right, so let's say. Let's let's throw this question out there. If you're Ned Yost right now, the Royals are 17 and 24. They're in last place, the worst record in the American League. What do you say to a player like Alex Gordon or Brandon Moss who's not hitting well? Or Travis Wood or Jason Hamill who aren't pitching well? What do you say if you're the manager? I think it's I think it's different at least in some ways whenever you take it to professional level because it's not just you know kids playing a game it's guys in their profession 
Um, well, it's their living, it's their lifestyle, it's their livelihood. So right. they've got to perform at some point, no matter who they are. And and somewhere in there, I think it's okay to have that that shift of you know it, when it when it is more than a game because again, it's it's their their livelihood, it's it's how they perform. Um, uh, go ahead. No, go, go go on. I'm just trying to I'm trying to figure out what Ned Yost is saying or what I would be saying in that instance. Because for me, like if I was dating more, I'd be looking. I'd be looking at the larger picture. Um, so for me, I'd be looking to be, you know, developing the younger guys for the future and trying to say what can we, what can we do in these, in these 162 games that aren't going to lead to a playoff run, in my mind, uh, to to set up for the long run. Well, but see, the whole thing but is Alex they, Gordon they're, probably doesn't have that mentality. There's seven. No, that's not Alex Gordon's mentality. When I was a psychologist, I got to know him with the team and. And I have the utmost respect for him. I, I want him to get out of this hitting slump as much as anybody because Alex Gordon's one of the most quality people I've met in sports. All right, 913-3810-810 is our number. Got plenty of time left. like to get a call or two in here before we wrap up today. If you are a coach, how do you deal with an athlete not doing well? What do you say to them? How do you help them get through that? 913-3810-810 is the number. So right now, if you were the manager of the Kansas City Royals, what would you be saying to Alex Gordon or Brandon Moss? Would you not be saying anything to them? Just leave them alone. How do you help an athlete get through that negative situation? It's something that we all have to deal with in sports. We all have to learn to overcome it. It's something that we all, at some point, have to learn how to handle. Because in sports, you're not going to win everything you do. You're not going to succeed at everything you do. And it's one of those situations where... If you can keep yourself emotionally grounded, it'll be a lot easier to get through it. Or like I said, our number is 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I've been dealing with this for 36 years. And what I'm finding today, more so now than ever before, is that there's more pressure on younger kids especially to win and to succeed. I'm finding that becoming a bigger and bigger pressure and a barrier, an obstacle, actually, towards a lot of people being happy with playing sports. The pressure to have to win is has gotten so strong today. And in our first call, Brian, or actually our only caller, mentioned, you know, the parents. And, yeah, it does come from parents. And I think it's it's about being grounded as best you can. It's about being as emotionally grounded as best you can in a competition. And it takes a lot to do that. It's not easy to do that. All right, let's go to our phones. Well, we got another caller here. Let's go to Mark. Mark, good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Mark? Great. Thank you for your uh, call. What would you like to share with us? Hey, well, I think the first thing that uh, we always try to teach with our kids is uh, uh, our motto is no fear. And when we speak of no fear, it's like don't be uh, don't be afraid to play the game and make a mistake. Uh, you know, nobody makes every free throw. Nobody ever uh, hits every pitch they swing at. So we want our kids to know that it's okay to fail and that we're going to learn from our, our failures. And when they do fail, um, we also want them to know that whenever uh, uh, whatever happens on the field or on the basketball court, uh, that, that's exactly what we expected to happen, uh, whether it was just a strikeout or whatever. So that, you know, we don't want to let the other other pitcher or the other team get into our heads. We want, or we want them to think that's exactly what we want to happen. What, and, what level do you coach? Uh, I've coached. Uh, everywhere from second grade basketball to high school softball. So, 
And let me ask you this question then, along the lines of this this topic. What level do the parents play more of a negative role in all this? <laughs> why, are you, why are you laughing at that? <laughs> well, I'll be honest. Uh, until last summer, I had never really uh, – I'd always scared my parents to death. Uh, I, I made them think that I was really mean, you know. Uh, so that, you know, they had to abide by my rules and everything. Uh, last year I had some health problems, so I was taken away from coaching softball, and I had to, uh, but I was still in, uh, in charge of the league. So I would come up to the to the ball games, and I would sit and I would uh, do the scoreboard. And I was about 10 feet away from the, the uh, dugout. And the parents, and this was, uh, at this, this was third through fifth and sixth through eighth grade softballs, but I was basically around last year. And the parents were horrendous. What I would hear them say to the kids uh, in the negativity, and I was, and I always told the parents that it's it's okay for the kids to make a mistake. But until I was actually on the on the the fan side of the of the fence, I never heard it as bad as I did last year. So how and did I that change? So it sounds like that changed you then. Oh it, well, I mean, I was always a positive coach anyway, or I tried to be as positive as I could. But that really changed me. And I'll be honest, I went on a crusade to figure out. Uh, what I could have for preseason meetings. And I came to your, up at Mac and Sites, uh, and got, got one of your books because I was, I was on the verge of writing my own book until I, you, I found yours. So I don't have to write mine now. So oh, well, thanks. I can steal all your stuff. <laughs> and what'd you but get, it, what'd you get from the, that then? The, the, well, the parents are, I mean, they're, uh, it doesn't matter what age, uh, to me, the parents can be negative Nelly and it, it tears the poor kids down. And I kept telling princes, why do you, why do you think the young kids want to come out and play when they hear, when all they hear is you berate them uh, during the game or on the ride home? You know, you've got to keep it positive for the kids. Like that has helped you, and I'm glad you got my book. I'm glad you came to that presentation. I enjoyed doing that. You know, and the, and the key thing, I think for you, it sounds like sitting on the other side of the fence and hearing the parents helped educate you. So in your preseason meeting that you're going to have next, what will you share with parents about this? Uh, I will, well, I, this is basically something I've always told them. I said, your, your job as parents are to, uh, to cheer for your kids, you know, uh, let them know that you support them. It's the coach's job to coach. It's the umpire or the referee's job to officiate. Uh, it's the player's job to play. And, you know, you, you can't, you, you can only do one of those things, uh, at a sporting event. And, uh, and I, and I keep telling the parents, I, I say, okay, this is what a player does. Parents, you cheer. Okay. This is what coaches and do parents you cheer you know this is i'm i wanted to get through their head that their job was to cheer the kids on and let them know to support the kids and support the other team you know if the other team makes a great play or a great shot let them know about it too because i sportsmanship is one of the biggest things that i've ever uh, that i've always wanted to teach well you know, mark listen thank you so much for your call today i appreciate yep. it and uh, thanks for getting our book i'm glad that's helping you out and good luck coaching and uh glad you learned some positive things to help you out absolutely thank you okay thanks for your call all right that frees up our our lines here for his, finishes up our show. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hope you enjoyed the show today. As always, our show is podcasted on, on the WHB website, and uh, it's on my website as well, winnersunlimited.com. Just go to podcasts. There are lots of ways to reach me. Follow me on Twitter at, at DRJ Sports Psych. Get a hold of me at my office, DRJ at winnersunlimited.com. My office number is 816-561-5556. Hope you enjoyed the show. I'll talk to you next Sunday here on The Leader in Sports. Sports Radio 10, WHB.